0: welcome to another episode of the work life podcast to find out more about the work life hub and to listen to other episodes please go to www.worklifehub.com welcome to another episode of the work life hub podcast i am your host agnes Uheretsky. if this is the first time that you are tuning in Let me just say a few words about this podcast. We speak to authors, researchers, business thought leaders, for them to share their knowledge and insight on work-life balance, leadership, culture change, and organizational development. In our work at the Work Life Hub, we help companies reform their workplace to create a culture that embraces diversity and work-life balance. We are passionate about building vibrant and engaging workplaces that are great for employees and customers. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do this via Twitter, at WorkLifeHub, on our LinkedIn page or on our website. We're always happy to hear how you like the podcast or any other ideas that you would like to share with us. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the listeners of the WorkLife Podcast. This is your host, Agnes. And today, it's a great privilege for me to be joined by Lena Linna-Inma, who is deputy chief executive of Finland Chamber of Commerce. Hello, Lena. Hello, Agnes. So Lena is uh, an expert in company law and corporate governance. And she's also an expert on legislation and is a regular member of expert groups at different ministries and was involved in the preparation of the Finnish Corporate Governance Code. She's also the past president of the European Women Lawyers Association, the EWLA and is in charge of the award-winning Women Leaders Programme of the Finland Chamber of Commerce, and we're going to be speaking more in detail about that. She's also an uh, author of a number of books, and she has also been decorated as knight, first class of the Order of the Lion of Finland, so very, very impressive. Um, thank you very much, Lena, again, for, for joining me. And would you like to maybe uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about what is your role at the Finnish Chamber of Commerce.
1: Okay. Of course, as Deputy Chief Executive, there is a lot to be done in promoting the interests of the business sector. We are a lobbying organisation, but we also work in self-regulation, and and we also have some public duties as legislated in, in the law. So strategic decisions, planning the future... And, of course, we have to follow, and that's much in my role, weak signals what is happening in the society in Finland, in Europe, globally, so that we understand where we have to look ahead, for example, how much digitalization is changing the world at at the moment, so that we can be there in time to help the companies through the challenges of of the world, but also uh, work with self regulation so that the legislators don't get too eager the politicians don't get too e- eager and 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 uh, we, we are always afraid of having too much administrative burden on 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 com- com- companies so there is a lot to be done and i'm very pleased that that uh, i have been able to include promoting women leaders in in our work programme. It's actually a strategic goal set by our board uh, to promote women leaders through self-regulation.
0: Great. And we met um, in Brussels a a couple of weeks ago at the European Women Shareholders Demand Gender Equality Initiative. And you were there presenting your award-winning women leaders programme which I believe also won the World Cup of Chambers of Commerce's uh, um, uh, initiatives?
1: Yes, the best corporate social responsibility project. Uh, we were awarded the first prize at the World Chambers Congress last June in Italy, uh, Tor- Torino. And this shows that women leaders, it's not uh, an issue only in Finland, Scandinavia, Europe. It's on the global agenda because the, the the issue is that we, of course, I'm proud that our program won the first prize, but it's also a, a sign that everywhere in the world promoting women leaders is seen as a crucial thing and it's needed everywhere.
0: Absolutely. So would you like to take us through this this program? Maybe what is the structure? What what can be the results? um, And what were the experiences of past uh, participants?
1: Okay, Uh, the program consists of several elements. In order to provide information to the decision makers, to the media, we prepare studies on women leaders in in Finland and also include comparisons to the situation in other countries. This includes that every spring when the annual general meetings of listed companies uh, meet, we Uh, study how many women are elected to the boards of listed companies to provide information if the share of women directors is increasing or not. And then during the autumn period, we study all listed companies, including their uh, boards, the CEO level, but also the executive team level to see how many women there are in those positions what their background are are there changes trends what their education is what their role is in the in the companies so this is a rather large study that we are conducting especially to find out if the situation is changing mm-hmm. the truth is that even in Finland many may think in some uh, elsewhere that, we have reached equality in Finland. That is actually not the case. So with this study, we locate the actual uh, place of the glass ceiling, and we have found it. Ah. And it is the actual place of the uh, glass ceiling in Finland is enlisted companies, executive team level where it comes to business line management. Most women leaders are in support functions, such as HR, communications, etc. So so we're trying to provide information about the real situation, not just opinions and ideas, but to provide data. So that is one very important issue, and and we're happy that we're well known uh, for providing this information. Then... The, based on this information, and as we follow the trends, we, of course, give speeches, write articles, give statements, and and this includes the, uh, the brochure, 20 ways to promote women business leaders, where we have collected the different things that the society, the employers, and the women themselves could do to increase the number of women business business leaders. And later on, I will be happy to provide some examples of what we are uh, suggesting in in, in this this, uh, brochure, how to make a difference. And last, but definitely not least, is the top-level mentoring programme that we're organising now for the third time. Of course, mentoring has been done a lot, a lot, and it's not a new thing to provide mentoring. But what makes our uh, program different is is that the mentors are really top level; they are CEOs, they are board level in listed com- companies, and the mentees are in mid middle management. So they are not uh, somebody who just uh, finished their education; they have already proved that they they are there. We are trying to help them find ways to get to the absolute top top level. And what is important in this mentoring program is that it not only does it provide the mentoring sessions with the experienced mentor, but it also creates a large network for these ladies. Because we um organize seminars during during this program we have meetings with headhunters some some maybe even casual things that uh, the network provides themselves they may even go to the theater or have lunch together so something like that but anyway there are plenty of meetings during the one and a half-year program that uh, it uh, officially lasts, and we have been happy to notice that even several years after our role in the mentoring program has stopped, when when the real mentoring mm-hmm. ha- has been end, the the women have continued to uh, to hold meetings, actually quite regularly. So they have found others who face the cha- same challenges. And actually some of the feedback that we are getting is that through this programme and this network and the mentoring sessions, they have understood that they're not alone in their challenges, that they are just as good leaders as and professional leaders as anybody else. And that they have been able to create a network of business leaders through the whole Finnish business business society society, and this is what makes our mentoring uh, program special. It's not just developing yourself; it is also creating a large network.
0: Yes, and so, yeah. so
1: these are basically the elements that uh, that we have in the program, and and of course we have a website where the materials, information, our studies can be found
0: we will absolutely share the website in the in the notes of this podcast and i guess that's where also they can download these brochures and the 20 ways which we will speak about in just a minute and just wanted to also acknowledge that um as what you said in the beginning that this is a a global priority it's a global issue we had um an indian researcher on the podcast previously, and she studied um, Indian CEOs, women CEOs, 25 of them. And they also confirmed mm-hmm. that one of the biggest issue was the lack of access to networks and the lack of safe mentoring spaces where they could yes. really share the, the problems. Because I guess society also puts these incredibly high standards that we have to achieve and and it's it's um, still not very accepted to admit that you may have struggles with fitting into the system with with you know taking those very very difficult life choices that would advance you in your career but may include trade-offs on your family life on your private on your hobbies so i think it's a wonderful initiative that that you just presented there
1: Yes, and and uh, I I can definitely ac- acknowledge the issues that uh, that there can be, especially if it's a new thing in 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 one's country uh, to talk about women leaders. I remember I have been involved in this issue for twenty almost twenty years now, and I remember how difficult it was in the beginning. Very few women would have been uh, courageous enough to admit in public that they they think there is something the matter, or to tell of their experiences, or ask publicly for more women business leaders. Now that the atmosphere has changed, and actually the media plays a significant role in this change in Finland, actually I can say that all women business leaders that I know are of the opinion that more women business lead, lead, leader, leaders are needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not for quotas. Usually, maybe some of them are, but they they acknowledge that there is the parity is not reached. The opportunities are not not equal. So this is something that everybody can say publicly in Finland. Finland, it, but. Fifteen years ago, very few people would say that.
0: Mm, absolutely, and and I think that this this is a great moment. Actually, there seems to be a real momentum um, because there is advances coming from all over the world, from all sectors, and and it's it's great to have basically your experience on this already to share with our listeners. So one of the issues that I was particularly interested in. Um, and you touched a little bit on the issue that even if maybe listeners from elsewhere in the world would say, well, Finland, it's so easy for them because, you know, it's just the last drop in the, in the glass that they need to make the glass full. But you said that there is still um, gender equality issues there. So maybe if you could take us a little bit to the barriers that women still experience, And as you have developed this um, little brochure about the 20 ways to promote women business leaders, maybe you could also link them with some of your suggestions of of what are the barriers, what are the challenges and and how to overcome them? Yes,
1: yes. Of of course, there, there are many, many barriers. Everybody, everything is linked to attitudes and, of course, stereotypes, the traditional role of women. In the Nordic countries, we have very general family leaves. And of course, in principle, the father could also take a major part of these leaves. But uh, usually, it is actually the mother who takes almost all the fa- family leaves, which means that all, although it is a great thing for the society, And for families that parents have rights uh, to extensive family leaves, it's great in principle. In practice, it leads to gaps in in women's women's careers. And and that is a reason that uh, perhaps employers are even too afraid of hiring women, women to top positions. They think that the women are going to go on family leaves even if this is not the case and of course a gap should not hurt one so much but it is somehow built there in people's minds that you should not have ab- ab- absences this is one of the I- issues that is behind uh, our 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 problems but of course it's just one 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 fa- fa- factor we are of course promoting the employers to take an equal uh, setting at at the workplace, we are encouraging also men to take family leave so that the family issues would not be seen merely as women's issues as they are nowadays. And uh, what is linked to to this uh, problem, so to speak, is that although the digitalization is a great thing, somehow that we we are all all we can be online all the time somehow the pressures of the working life ha- have led to the situation that people think that they have to work 24/7 or they have to be al- available all the time and actually there are very few jobs and very few situations that or every day, every week of the year, you would have to be available 24-7. And this is something that we are trying to say to the employers and to the women themselves, that although the technology is there, the pressures of the working life is there, it should be understood that it, it, it should be enough that uh, during the weekends, during the evenings, that it's enough if a leader can be reached when necessary, but you don't have to be available and online all the time. It seems that many women are now uh, a little bit um, afraid of assuming uh, leadership roles when they think that it means that you're working every minute of 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 the day and evening and all, almost <laughs> night night too and Absolutely. and and i think this is a global global issue yeah. and and it hasn't been admitted that we're going too far and i think each of us are guilty of that sometimes one uh, sometimes i wonder myself that it's 11 pm why am i checking if there is some message for me surely they would have made a phone call or sent an SMS if something really urgent had happened. But it's somehow built in women to be as good as possible. Somehow the good girl, we have been educated to be such good girls and and so careful to do everything right that uh, that we're afraid that something, now that there might be some message, message that I haven't met and then I think this is part of the barrier of women's advancement that they are feeling that as a leader, life would be only work and this yeah, is something, absolutely and this is something that I, I think the employers also should should face and and maybe understand that women are taught, we are educated in a way way so that we are very careful to do everything right and the if the employers uh, don't see this attitude among women women maybe maybe they don't uh, they are not able to find the best women leaders if if the women are thinking that the requirements are impossible to combine with the private life
0: yeah absolutely and i think that you touch upon this really really important aspect and that's also the the taboo around overwork Yes, And especially with digitalization and the development of the knowledge uh, economy, the knowledge workers, um, productivity is not going to enhance if you're working 24-7. On the contrary, it is going to decrease. And people, if they are put under pressure, if they are stressed, if they are tired, they become less and less productive, less creative, less innovative and that's what businesses need they need these creative minds who are fresh who have um, a good alternance between um, intensive times off and intensive times on and that they can really use their brain which is our primary tool uh, <laughs> yes to, to the best of our ability yes. and 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 you can have all these you know family or private life or family and private life or hobbies or being active in the community that are really going to recharge your batteries, that are going to inspire you. And and I think that it's wonderful that these messages come from a chamber of commerce, actually.
1: Yes, and, and as you said, the thing is that we don't believe that uh, that an employee produces more if they are overworked and, and, and one should focus on the... Important issues to be able to prioritize or also their their task, and this can be something that is difficult for women leaders to delegate things because we are feeling that things have to be done right, they have to be done well, and maybe we wonder do the things get done well enough if we don't do it ourselves? And this is something that we have to teach ourselves, that the realist, we take the really strategically important things ourselves and then delegate what is ne- not necessary that we really do ourselves. And this is something that I, I think uh, many women should need to learn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and also to have a better awareness about our own talents i guess to to be really focusing and flourishing in the things we're good at yes um and and leave perhaps other aspects of the work to others who are better at that and and i think surrounding yourself with a with a good team having a good sharing of of the workloads and really everybody being able to um really get into the groove of their own talents is what's going to make the organization thrive. Yes. And and I think it, one of the issues that women
1: are fa- facing, uh, one of the reasons that they often end up in support functions and not in business management, in line line management, is that, okay, you, you find a place, young, you are very good at it. The bosses are very, very happy. Maybe the bosses are not encouraging the women to diversify their skills because they are happy that, uh, that the capable woman is there doing her job. And, and, and the women maybe don't see that if they don't diversify their knowledge and skills, they are not going to reach the top positions. And I have even some of, some personal experience of that, that if if the, if the bosses are very pleased with what you're doing there might not be suggestions to to try other things in the in the organization so i would suggest that women take up uh, uh, with their bosses the issue that could there be possibilities for them to diversify their their skills in order to get, get ahead in the career ladder in in the in the company and of course the employers should have such talent management systems where this is this is a uh, natural part that uh, uh, employees whether they are men or w- women women that their skills are di- diversified, but I'm afraid this is not fully happen- not happening yet
0: and and this is I think such a crucial important point that you made um, okay. and and because it's so it's not only not offering but almost perhaps con- subconsciously or actively discouraging women who are performing really well to to seek higher challenges you know take that next step because they are afraid that they will lose a really good worker and then also i think perhaps this even reinforces women's self sabotage <laughs> yes. well i'm 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 maybe i shouldn't go and seek there or there and and i, I should just you know stay here and do what i'm really good at and not, um, you know, maybe take risks or or try to uh, compete with others for 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 the other position. I think that's a that's a really important point that you just made. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: And so, uh, unfortunately, time is running always way too quickly on our podcasts. So um, maybe if you would like to just uh, tell people how they can find um, your programs. I mean, we will put it into the show notes. But if If people are listening on other platforms, um, they may not see them. So if you could remind people where they can find the program and how they can maybe get in touch with you. Okay, maybe the easiest way to find our program
1: on on the internet is just Google Finland Women Leaders Programme. Then you don't have to know the exact difficult uh, web web address, and we have materials in English English there, and I'm really encouraged to uh, to to find our studies and 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 of course if you just Google twenty ways to promote women business leaders you get right to to our uh, brochure. And my Twitter, I I tweet, of course, on many things, but some of it is when I see a study in English, for example, on women leaders, I tweet it. And my Twitter account is uh, L-E-E-N-A,
0: L-M-A-A. Thank you very much for this. And now we come to the last question, which is always the same here on the Work Life Podcast. Yes. If I could ask you, Lena, to give one advice to a CEO to make a change for women in his company or her company and advance women uh, business leaders, what, what would that advice be?
1: Show leadership in, in the issue and, and a little bit more in, in de- detail. The top level should show that they they care, that they set targets on this. They incentivize this, this, this ish, issue. In in the best companies, the incentive systems can have targets regarding uh, promoting gender equality. If this is done in a company, then also the mid-management sees that it makes a difference difference in the the company to do something about this. And, And a concrete matter would be that in recruitment processes, tell the headhunter to show both men and women on the short and long lists. Otherwise, you're not getting female candidates for the top positions.
0: Thank you so much. And of course, we know that having more diversity, more women on top is makes total business sense. So um, I encourage all of the listeners who may be women themselves or um, business leaders, business owners, CEOs, to go and find your materials and maybe get in touch with you to learn from you, how you're implementing this program and, and take on some of these really valuable advices. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Agnes. It has been a pleasure to share our experiences with you.
0: Thank you very much, Lena. Thank you for your time. And, continue the wonderful work you're doing i wish you the best of luck in this
1: okay thank you